0: Welcome to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. My name is Constance Mesmer, and I will be your host for this podcast. I have had mystical experiences my entire life. When I was young, I just didn't have the words to explain what was happening. But later on, midlife, I found the words and had to reconcile the combination of my spiritual upbringing with my psychic learning that came later in regards to finding the words. And then actually putting the both together, realizing it was really all one. Uh, It's with the senses of our soul that we're better able to navigate our world, whether for just our own personal well-being or communication with the spirit realm, loved ones that have crossed, angels, the divine. These have been part of my experiences my entire life. And I've taught countless classes on psychic soul development and spiritual awareness. But I'm ready to put all my teachings into a podcast, and I am excited that you are interested in joining me. Throughout the podcast, when I tell personal stories to illustrate the lessons that I want to teach, you're going to hear slight pauses. Those are the times when I'm actually also listening to spirit in case I'm supposed to be going in a different direction. I have been in the field, working as a one-on-one doing reads for people, I've been a medium, conversing with loved ones that have crossed to the you know to the other side, but also a medium for non-vocal humans, people that are either severely autistic or just don't uh, verbally communicate, as well as animal communication. And I have also been a channel. A channel is someone that just delivers divine messages. We, I let spirits speak through me, whether they're angels or God, always only the good guys. <laughs> That's it. I just work with the light. Um, and I'm here to teach and get you to also, you know, because it's an incredible experience when you open yourself up, all the senses of your soul to these greater realms. Your life will be far more full and happy and exciting. And I'll teach throughout the various lessons about discernment so that you can discern truth from your ego mind or other extraneous voices that might be playing through your head. But I'm um, really excited to share this information and my stories of mystical experiences to empower you on your own personal journey and in your own spiritual evolution. So thanks for joining me. Hey, everybody, Constance Mesmer here. Thanks for joining me. Today I want to tell you about the most profound experience in my life to date. In order to tell that story, the moments of that story, I have to actually backtrack and tell you two more experiences that occurred previously throughout my life. The reason why I want to tell you this is because I want to remind you that oftentimes there's this link of events if we pay attention over the long haul. Things don't happen right away. Sometimes it's a lifetime of creation because we're not ready for certain things to happen. Sometimes, I'm not saying always, I'm saying sometimes, or I'm saying for me anyway, but this incredible gold thread that runs through my life is really magical when I look at the moments that have popped up as inspiration and preparation for future events. I hope that my storytelling will inspire you to see how you can apply it directly to your own life. Thanks for listening. Somewhere in my early 30s, I was just minding my own business when I felt the pull of spirit around. And I, for me, that feels just like a knowing that I need to close my eyes and do focused, what I call focused attention on the spirit realm. And on this particular occasion, I had already, you know, just kind of evolved enough in my own spiritual awakening to what my path and vision and purpose was in my life that I I realized there were times when I needed to commune with spirit. And so on this particular occasion, I closed my eyes. I was just sitting in a room, closed my eyes, went into spirit. And what immediately popped into my internal field of vision, my mind's eye, was this man totally looked like Jesus robe, beard. I was like, oh, this is Jesus. Okay, great. And so then I uh, was like, all right, what should we do? And he said, just follow me. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Now that's a standard saying of Jesus. So without checking, hint, hint, I followed him. And in my mind's eye, it was as if we were going down, 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 and things were getting darker and darker and darker in my mind's eye. Now, I realized like, hmm, I should kind of tune in a little deeper here. And so I began to notice how was I... Feeling the sensations, the energetic sensations on my body and in my vibrational plane. Now, what does that mean? That means like, (laughs) how does my body feel? Like when I feel God or Jesus or just, you know, angelic realm, my heart gets hot on fire. My whole essence opens up. This was not happening. I I felt cold. So I was like, hey, wait a minute. And I said to this poser, (laughs) are you of God. And I imagined in my hand throwing a great ball of light at this being. Now, how did I know to do that? Because a few days prior, I was sitting in meditation and my grandmother, then deceased, had come to me in meditation and showed me how to throw light to check for truth. I just, you do it in your mind's eye, in your imagination. Imagine, you know, kind of conjuring up or holding up this big ball of light that is intended to discern truth from untruth and good guys from bad guys and you throw it at the being and if they are of the light and who they say they are and they are good they will get really big your heart will get warm the connection will feel really good and that will be that and you can continue if they don't if they aren't who they say they are if it's not of goodness and goodness and light They will usually go away. Um, So I knew this from my grandmother's efforts just a few days prior. And here I was in front of this Jesus trickster energy, realizing this was not Jesus at all. So I quickly disconnected by saying, in other words, I turned my attention away from him, my vision away from him. I said, get away from me. And I did that with the intention of turning my attention away from him. And I immediately called on the light of heaven, basically by saying, okay, just cleanse and clear me. I imagined a big white light coming into my being and cleansing and clearing me of all that yuckiness that was anything straggling along afterwards. And I <laughs> I immediately went, looked up to the heavens just by my intention of going to God going, what the hell just happened? That was not nice. What came back was a message from an angel. It was the immediate thought that came right back into my head and said, you didn't check. You didn't check first of all, if they were who they said they were. Now I was thinking, yeah, but he looked familiar and they're like, not enough. Because you see the image of this Jesus poser showed up in what's called astral realm. And in that realm, it's people. They look like people, um, they act like people in the mind's eye. And whenever, I know this, whenever I experience somebody in that realm, I always have to ask, are you of God? Are you of the light? Or I throw the light at them to check the connection. And so I was like, why did you, to spirit, I said, why did you let that happen to me? And they said, you have to learn. You have to really be solid. What's your intention with connecting? And if someone comes to you, you have to know who you're connecting with. That was a huge lesson for me in that moment. And I never forgot it. And I actually don't regret having it happen to me it was a great great lesson fast forward years later still in my 30s and i'm at a conference in boulder colorado and i'm with a bunch of people i decide to um the conference is like I don't know, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of people, and I decide to um, go in through the lunch and get my lunch, and sit like with Spirit's direction on where to sit, right? And so I kind of just lean into it, asking Spirit, "Where should I sit? Where should I sit?" And my body becomes like this magnetic pull, and I turn with where it feel. I feel literally feel the pull of my body towards this giant U shaped booth with chairs on the outside also on one end. So I head over there. I see some of my friends, my new friends at this conference. I'm stoked. And I slide into the bottom or the middle of this U-shaped, horseshoe-shaped booth. Not my favorite place. Felt a little blocked and barricaded, but that's where Spirit wants me to sit. So I sit there. I eat my lunch. I enjoy it. We have great conversation. In my mind, I'm saying, okay, Spirit, why did you want me to sit here? And they're like, wait for it, wait for it. And so then when I When I heard that, I tuned in to say, okay, who is telling me this? And it felt like guardian angel energy. How did that feel? It feels a really light vibration. Plus I've been working with my guardian angel. I haven't been working with my guardian. My guardian angel's been, been working with me my entire life. So I'm familiar. Like right now, until retelling the story, I get full body goosebumps, another sign of love from the heavens. She's totally thanking me for giving her credit. So there I was sitting in the booth, kind of trapped going, can I leave now in my mind to the angel? And I hear a no, wait for it, wait for it. So all of a sudden, kind of at the end of this lunch, for whatever reason other than my need, this woman breaks into this story about how she was once sitting in meditation, not really focused on achieving anything other than just quiet stillness. And all of a sudden, in her mind's eye, the room lights up and she sees this bright, bright angel. She knows it's an angel I don't know why she knows it's an angel, but I know she knows it's an angel because usually they're bright light and they don't come, they've never really had physical form. They can take physical form if if they need to in regards to getting the message across or whatever kind of service work they're doing. But she says, this angel so bright shows up and I, she's telling the, the story to all of us. The angel shows up and I fall to my knees going, I'm not worthy. And whoosh, the angel left. That's it. The angel left because she threw out the message I'm not worthy. In other words, go from my sight. I'm not worthy of seeing you. I was flabbergasted at that moment. The guardian my guardian angel said to me, "You can go now." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." And then she said something she's often said in my life. Remember this moment. Remember this. So I said to her, "Okay, okay, whatever. Thank you, because I can be <laughs> I can be so obstinate. I'm telling you, I am amazed they stay with me, but um, thank God they do." So now, later on in my professional work as a psychic medium channel person doing reads, connecting to God or connecting to spirit for people, I'm in my, I worked out of my home. So I'm in my home and I'm um, watching a movie on television with a friend. And all of a sudden I feel spirit pull me Towards my treatment room. Now, in my treatment room, there's a, a like a massage table and uh, chairs so that I could do reads, little desk, whatever. So I, it, the pull was so strong because I, I usually go like, well, can can I talk to you after a bit or I'm busy, can you see I'm watching a TV show? But it was really strong, and I knew I had to go connect. And this was when I was working pretty full time, like five days a week full enough for me. So I turned to my friend and I said, can you just excuse me a minute? I, Spirit really wants me and I have to go in my treatment room and just have a little discussion. I should be back pretty quick. So my friend was like, okay, no problem. So I leave the room, close the door to my treatment room, go inside. And I'm I like, get this impulse of lie, lie down on my treatment table because, you know, instantly I have these conversations with Spirit in my mind. And half the time, I don't get the question out or, you know, before a, an answer flies back, like the the directive comes right back. So I hadn't even asked, what do you want me to do, even though that's what I was thinking in my mind, but hadn't actually thought it as a thought in my mind, if you understand that. So I get lie on your treatment table. So I lie down on my treatment table. And All of the sudden, this pressure that I was feeling, you remember I was saying I had this magnetic pull to kind of go into my treatment room. It was also a pressure like, um, you know, when you're, you can't decompress when you're either under deep water or in an airplane, it was pressure like that. Just the energy and the intensity of spirit around. So the intensity kind of lets up a little bit at this point. I'm lying on my treatment table, but all of the sudden I, I, feel like my body be pulled. So I go with it. I go with my body being pulled. And next thing I realize my arms are open up and out because I'm lying on my back and my back arches completely to the point that my heart is cranked up towards the sky. And if you know, fish pose, those of you that do asanas and and um, yoga, I all of a sudden find I'm in somewhat of a fish pose because my head tilts back so that the crown of my head, the, the, the crown chakra, if you will, the crown of my head is resting flat on the treatment table and my throat is pitched up wide open, right? So all of a sudden, when I'm in this full body position of embracing this huge energy in my room. The room fills with this incredible light, bright as the sun. And me, because I've learned it in my life recently enough, a few years back said, are you of God? And the voice coming back to me said, I am. whole body filled with goosebumps. The light got brighter. I kept my eyes closed. And because of that second story, I asked, what do you ask of me? What do you ask of me? And God said, "Hmm." God said, You will be able to read people's hearts, to know what is blocking them and keeping them from me, so that you might bring it to the light and heal them, so that you may teach them to communicate and connect with me, so that more hearts would be open and more healings would occur. And then God went on, but I'm not going to tell you the rest. When the light then blessed me with a wash of healing energy and sealed this pact, if you will, this consecration, if you will, on my heart and my soul and my mind and my throat, blessing me, blessing me, blessing me for all eternity, hands and feet everywhere blessing me, only then did the light begin to dissipate And only then did my body come to relax. And I opened my eyes slowly, took a few deep breaths, realized I had been crying, sat up slowly, rather staggered out of the room in shock and shared some of the story with my friend. like I am with you now. So why do I tell this story? (laughs) Because it's cool, because it's profound, because it gives me chills and goosebumps, you know, the right kind of chills. It gives me hope. It reminds me who I am. It reminds me to pay attention. It reminds me to lean into the experience. It reminds me that when something is pulling at me or calling to me, energetically, psychically, emotionally, physically, I must go. It is for my highest good. And if you don't know whether or not it is, then you can ask your heart, you can close your eyes, put your hands on your heart and say, is this for my highest good? When you say that with intention to find out the truth, you'll get the truth. Intention is everything, everything, everything. So I <laughs> I don't know what more God has in store for me, but apparently that wasn't everything or that wasn't all. A bit later in my work, and I don't remember how much longer later, Maybe it was when I decided to really put everything heavily into my work, like everything, 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 my whole heart and soul, more than I ever had before. So I was driving along in the car and um, I felt spirit around. So I tuned in while I was driving. (laughs) And I do it a lot. I think they know when we're driving and they're like, hey, can I chat with you? You know, like a friend. And so it felt like truth. It felt good. It felt yummy. I didn't have to check who was telling me. Did it feel like my guardian angel? Maybe. Um, did it, does it matter? Not really. It was all goodness and light. So that's fine. That's fine. And I, so I asked, what, what do you want? Because you're the one that's coming around me. And I got the impression with what's called clear cognizance, it was a clear knowing that I had to kind of create a consecration and a promise that I actually would keep this covenant with God, this promise to do the work no matter what is asked of me. <laughs> now I know, like, oh my God, you know, it's always out of my comfort zone. It's always good. You know, it's always sharing this stuff with other people, whether it's on stage or in a podcast or in a blog or in teachings, it's all good. But um I did what I often do. So I said to the source spirit, I said, well, what should I say? And like, how do I kind of seal the deal? And what came back was kind of a mantra that I repeat often. It was, I will to will thy will. So I'm saying this to God. I'm saying this to God. I will to will thy will. If thy will be difficult, give me strength. Keep me clear, and keep my ego out of it. Thank you. Amen. There have been numerous times in my life when I had to re-consecrate myself to God and this work. And it's usually before I come into a big shift or change uh, in regards to the work, maybe uh, like a podcast, having to do this. Um, But it's always been beneficial because what it does is it just kind of reestablishes the grace of God within me. I feel it when I turn my life and my everything over to God, my voice, my heart, my knowing. And I just... um, wanted to say that it's just a, an important part of my process personally. And I wonder if it's an important part of you too, to kind of, when you're committing to something, to really tie it to God. And so, especially for me in this work, when my when my work is God, um, I think it's really um, beneficial that I am reminded by the angels or get the inkling myself to kind of re- recommit in those moments. And again, it is with intention. So I am always directing my will, thoughts, heart and head and soul to the heavens when I make a promise to God. I I in I say it wholeheartedly to God. And so I just um think it is such a refreshing and powerful way that I keep establishing this relationship. Especially when, you know, we have free will. So I have choice there. You know, there were times when I wanted to run (laughs) like Jonah, get me out of here. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because it's not always easy. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's always good, but it's out of my comfort zone. You know, it's, uh, I'm open to, yeah, it's just out of my comfort zone. So um, it's always good. I love this. I will to will thy will. And if thy will be difficult, give me strength, keep me clear and keep my ego out of it. Thank you. Amen. So I just hope that our time together has helped you. Um, and I just thank you for tuning in. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.